You know, I feel like there's always something in the game. You know, every time we play the Patriots, I mean, it's just uh, around here. It's just it gets a little quiet around here. You know, just gotta just Patriots week. You know, Patriots week. You just gotta, you know, uh, focus a lot more. You gotta, you know, look into the playbook a lot more. Just make sure you're ready. You know, sharpen all your tools because definitely they're sharpening theirs and they're gonna give us everything. Welcome back to Ravens Recap, second episode of the week. Hope you guys liked our thoughts on how the Ravens, how they performed in the first half and are positionally versus what we expected. This episode, we're looking ahead to the start of the second half of the season to a game that we were all very excited for coming into this year. And based on how both teams have performed this year, it promises to be a good one. Ravens are playing the Patriots at home on Sunday night football. Patriots haven't lost yet, but like Nick Boyle said, they haven't faced Lamar yet. So what do you think, guys? What's going to happen? That's for the end of the show. <laughs> like you said, Peter, I mean, I'm, I'm super excited for this game. I know we've probably talked about it a little bit in the, the previous episodes about what we were expecting out of the, this block of four games. You know, honestly, and I've said before, you know, I think this is going to be a real tough game for the Ravens. I personally had already kind of chalked this up to a loss at least a couple of weeks ago, just because the Patriots are such a good team. And, you know, although we play them very well, you know, they've had the the better of us, at least during the regular season. You know, I, I think we'll give them a heck of a fight. Probably, you know, this will be one of the best games that we've seen all year and certainly one of the best games that the Patriots have seen all year. But, yeah, I'm, I'm really just excited, though. I mean, you know, this is one of the first Sunday night football games that the Ravens have had at home in a very long time. The fans are going to be out in full force. It's just going to be an awesome game. The, the only thing I'm upset about is that I've been outpriced. I think all of us have been outpriced from the tickets. You know, gosh, man, they're just they're so expensive. They're <laughs> It's insane. That is true. Although on the flip side of that, I'm hoping that means that the tickets are so high priced because Ravens fans are super pumped for this game and Tom Brady is going to be met with the loudest he's ever heard M&T Bank Stadium or any stadium this year. You do bring up uh, an interesting factoid. I did put in the notes the Ravens' recent history, or at least the recent history I could remember, of Sunday night home games. Unless you guys remember one that's been more recent, I don't think the Ravens have played at home on Sunday night football since they faced the Patriots in 2012. I think it's been since that that week three game that the Ravens won on Justin Tucker's, we didn't know it at the time, but first of many career game-winning field goals. So not sure why the NFL schedule has gone that way, because if you look back on it, 2003 through 2012, almost every year, the Ravens were hosting at least one Sunday night football game, but I don't know. I know some Ravens fans like to play the conspiracy card. I don't know if you want to look into it that way. I mean, I know other Ravens fans as well who just don't like going to night games. <laughs> really? Uh, Give the send them our tickets. We love going to night games. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like I, I mean, I don't. I mean, they're gonna go, but like I've heard, you know, it's just it's a night game. Like you know, you're not gonna be able to get to you know to tailgate until. I don't know, three or four o'clock, depends on how early you're going to get. But I mean, by the time the game's over, it's 11, you get back to your car, it's 12, you're going to have traffic getting home. You might not get home until after one in the morning. I mean, I'm sure a lot of us have jobs at work. You know, it's it's tough to do that on a Sunday night. You can't argue the atmosphere, though. I mean, 
It's, Absolutely. it's just so awesome. I think that makes it all worth it. Oh yeah, I mean, I I'm I'm not one of those fans. I would love to go to a Sunday <laughs> night game. You know, one one of my favorite memories actually was going to uh, not a Sunday night game, but one of the Thanksgiving night games. It was a 2011 game against the 49ers, and that was a, that was an evening game as well, eight o'clock. And you know, that was one of the best games I've ever been to. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I love going to those games. I remember going to the Jets game. Was that in here? Was that, I thought that was Sunday night. Maybe that was Monday night. That was that's the game I, I that. that was the game I forgot to put down on here. That was 2011. Yeah. So the Jets game, that was a lot of fun. Although <laughs> I went with my buddy Nick uh and <laughs> we couldn't find my car for the longest time. <laughs> we were like searching everywhere and like my uh my phone had died at the game and it was it was pretty miserable, man. It took us like an hour to find our car. Because we parked in like some guy's backyard, and he was like, "Yeah, we were wondering when you guys would get back." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really, it was really bad. I, and and the funny part is, like, I know the city much better now, having lived there. And um, I think it was somewhere around Fed Hill and such, but I couldn't tell you where we ended up parking. I really couldn't. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it was it was a wild night of us, like. I thought it was over here. Where is it? <laughs> uh, I too have a have a fun memory of going to a Ravens night game. Actually, it was the last time the Ravens hosted the Patriots on a night game when they were undefeated. It was a terrible year for the Ravens, two thousand seven. But I remember I got home from school and my dad surprised me with with uh, with tickets to that game. And man, even though the Ravens did not end up winning that game. That was a really exciting game to be at just because the Ravens really gave the Patriots a a hard run for their money. And if Rex Ryan hadn't called the most inopportune timeout on on a fourth down that the Ravens stuffed the Patriots on, the Ravens end the 16-0, you know, the the quest for perfection before the Giants did in the Super Bowl. (laughs) But hopefully this time around, the Ravens can put a premature end to the Patriots' quest for perfection. So I want to get your guys' thoughts on this. Obviously, the Patriots haven't lost yet, but it's hard to tell, get a gauge of how good this team is this year. Their defense is on a record pace. Their defense is off to a, actually a better start than the 2000 Ravens defense was at this point in the season. Their offense has been middle of the road, but when your defense is that good, do you really need to, to pull out all the stops? Can we say this team is as good as its record is, or is it a product of uh, the opponents they've played? Look, man, when you can say your team would have won, like I think it's like four, three, and one their games just by the defensive scoring alone. I think the offenses they're playing against must be like the worst ever. I don't know, like, <laughs> and, and they are pretty bad, right? But I don't think this defense is actually as like I don't want to take away from their success, but I think it's about to cool down and it's going to start this week. So I don't know. I'm not sold on this defense yet. Maybe I'm just a, a hater of the Patriots, but realistically, man, I don't know. I think they're going to get pushed around by our team. I think we're going to run all over them. And I think we'll have some passing success as well. I think, I think you're going to see a lot of tricks this game. This is the game where if we have tricks up our sleeve, they're coming out, you know? And I, I, I don't know. I don't think I don't think the defense is I think they're good. I think they're top five for sure. But I don't think they are legendary. I don't think they're a, a defense we need to remember for the ages. We'll see. Yeah, I, I think the one thing that probably stands out to me the most is that they're 
this is probably one of the better teams that I can think of in recent memory in terms of generating takeaways and then turning them into points. And it's just really tough for me to say that, you know, that streak is going to continue throughout the rest of the season. I I don't want to say it's completely on, you know, the quality of teams that they face. And I'm sure that's kind of part of it, but to be able to have all of those takeaways and all the points, just to have that throughout a whole season. I mean, that's, that is an insane level of play. And it very well could be that this could be one of the best defenses in NFL history, but we can only say that until we're 16 games in. I mean, right now we can say through eight games, yes, these guys have done very, very well in terms of just completely, frankly, dominating the game, you know, of having a defense that good. But we can't crown them yet until we see a full season of this. And, you know, to Alex's point, I, I think they're going to come back down to earth. Hopefully it starts with the game this Sunday night. And, I, you know, I, th- I think we'll have a good shot at that but bottom line I, I think it's just tough to sustain the success so we'll see this Sunday you guys do bring up uh interesting points with whether or not the Patriots will be able to sustain this or if there'll be some regression to the mean something I saw while looking through getting myself acquainted with how some of the individual defensive performances have been this year it kind of suggests that they are in for some regression just based off looking at some of their a handful of players on their team are already having career years. Like Kyle Vinoy, one of their linebackers, is already one sack shy of his career season high of five and a half. Jamie Collins already has a, a career high for a season six sacks. John Simon, an ex-late-round pick of the Ravens, is half a sack shy of his season high for his career. Huh. Devin McCourty is, is two INTs shy of his career high. Danny Shelton has a career-high two sacks, which isn't too impressive considering he's at zero, but still, that shows he's getting opportunities. Our good buddy Lawrence Guy has a career-high in interceptions this year with one. So, (laughs) (laughs) And it was off Baker Mayfield on a shovel pass, so I don't even know if that counts. But still, I mean, I think you look at that, that's that's six players, and there might be more if I dig deeper into into their roster. I only looked at the starters that halfway through the year are either at or approaching season highs for their career in key statistical categories. That would be pretty impressive if all that keeps up on that pace. So I think that's one thing that can give us Ravens fans hope going into this is that this team is good, like Alex said, but they're still overperforming. That's a really great point, Peter. I'm glad you went and did all that analysis. Yeah, I I think the the one thing that you know, Ravens fans can take solace in is that, you know, unlike that game that you said that you went to, Peter, the Ravens Patriots game in 2007, you know, the Ravens weren't very good that year. I think they ended up 5 and 11, fired Brian Billick at the end of that season, and then we got John Harbaugh for the next season. But right now, I mean, we're 5 and 2, and, you know, we're third in the AFC uh, in terms of the playoff picture. You know, we're a pretty good team. And, you know, we've talked a little bit about some of the weaknesses that we have, and the coaches, know that they're preparing for that you know making sure that they know that the Patriots know our weaknesses and and they're trying to game plan around that and to throw in a couple more wrinkles to be able to get the upper hand but I mean overall I mean we're five and two we're a pretty good football team and Patriots eight 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 no right now and 
they're also a very good football team. So bottom line is regardless of, you know, the outcome here where, I mean, we're looking at a, a heck of a football game. I'm just, I'm super excited for this. I consider this with the Chiefs game that we played in week three and even last week's game against Seattle. This game is going to be a litmus test for the Ravens. And, you know, if we win this game, shows we are definitely one of the few teams that are the class of the AFC, which is, you know, some place that we haven't been in for a, a, quite a long time. So it'll be really great to be back there. But even if we lose, I mean, they're an eight no team, eight no football team. I mean, they're very good. So, you know, I don't think we should hang our hat on that at all. It's just something we should look at to be like, okay, well, we're going to get better and hopefully we don't lose a game like this, you know, throughout the rest of the season. It's also about how they lose in that predicament. If it's embarrassing, that would really feel bad. But any competitive game will be appreciated. And if they come out victorious, then you just are able to go to all the doubters after the Chiefs game and be like, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, we were slightly among those those doubters after. Not nah, man, I saw it was a bad take. I saw it was a bad take. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you were so down going into the Cincy game. I was down on <laughs> I was down the Cincy game. I was down the Cincy game. But I said when they were saying, you know, oh, like this is the worst ever, I was like, that's a bad take. Like, they're a good team. <laughs> okay. I but see I know I was a little dis- yeah. I was just I was just I was just downtrodden that like I said in the last episode, like that Steelers game never should have been so close. Two never played in the NFL quarterbacks back to back, you know, in that game and is that close? That's come on now. To go back to the Patriots, I think their offense is really interesting at this point. I'm a Tom Brady owner in a lot of fantasy football leagues. I thought he was undervalued. And he's been playing like pretty well from a fantasy perspective, but he's been kind of just a game manager at this point. And we haven't had to see the offense really do much. They've just, you know, go down and score once or twice and everything else will be taken care of by the defense. And it'd be cool to see him get pushed. And see what they end up doing. Not against us. I don't want to see them get. Yeah, have to. <laughs> I mean, I want to see them get pushed because we're destroying them. But I don't want to see them actually succeed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully they're still middling. You know, you see them making a lot of moves. Getting uh, Sanu, for instance, to try to improve that team and their offense. But I don't know. The offense definitely is the weaker of the two sides at this point in the season. Yeah, and it really is interesting going into this game. I feel like the it's hard to think about, well, I shouldn't say hard. At first, when I was looking at this game, and I was thinking, you know, this game will probably be close back and forth like most of Ravens-Patriots games usually are, uh, maybe scoring around the low 20s for both teams. But then I thought more about it. Both the Patriots and the Ravens look vastly different than the those matchups in the early 2010s when the Ra- I mean, the Ravens still had a strong rushing attack, but they had, I'd say, slightly more reliable receivers as a whole, and the defense was on a, a different level than this group has been as a whole this year. Now, we saw them step it up against Seattle and against Cincinnati. Maybe it will be a little more like the old Ravens defenses against t- giving Tom Brady fits in this upcoming game, but this is by far the best defense the Ravens have had to play against in this uh this rivalry under Harbaugh, this there's a chance that this can be a very low-scoring game. I mean, when we saw the Patriots go against 
you know, the best defense they've played this year, uh, the Buffalo Bills, that game was only 16 to 10 at the end of it. This might be another low scoring game to that effect because you're still the Patriots without Gronkowski. They have Edelman and that's really the end of their receiving threats right now because Josh Gordon, he's gone. He was he had some good games for them, but was mainly a disappointment. Nikhil Harry, their first-round pick, has been hurt all year. He may be coming off IR soon. They traded for Sanu. Sanu is just a guy, despite the fact that I always seem to end up owning him in at least one league in fantasy every year as a bi-week replacement, and I just keep rolling with him. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he's, he's a guy. He's, he's, he'll get you some solid catches now and again, but he's not a playmaker. But, yeah, I mean, this offense, the only reason it scares you at all is because number 12 is still back there. If they had any other quarterback there, I think we wouldn't be fearing this offense at all, Edelman or not. Yeah, the running game has been pretty disappointing too. So their their offense is definitely struggling. Great point about it's it's Tom Brady that we're worried about. We're not worried about the other skill position players. Yeah, I mean, he's just him and Peyton Manning and Drew Brees as well. I mean, those guys, it's a combination of them and the coaching staff, but they know how to make the offensive players around them better. Wasn't Edelman a converted safety, I think? I don't think he was a wide receiver coming out of college, and they've made him a pro bowler. They've had other random guys come out of nowhere for them in the past, like uh, Dion Branch was an average possession receiver. They turned into a, a reliable target. Other guys like... Malcolm Mitchell. Malcolm Mitchell, yeah. Um, gosh, who was that guy from the Panthers who who played on the Bengals for a bit. Like he had his one good year, um, Brandon Lloyd, uh, that's not the guy I was thinking of, but he had his one good year in the NFL was with the Patriots. I think that's the guy. Was it Brandon Lloyd? Okay, yeah. yeah. And and they've had other guys who I'm not listing right now who are journeymen and Belichick knows how to pair them with Brady. Chris Hogan. Chris Hogan, yeah. Um, he's not doing anything since he left the Patriots. Brady just knows how to... F- get these guys in space and how to make them have mismatches with the opposing defense. And, you know, we hate watching it. We hate the Patriots, but you can't argue that he's excellent at what he does in that respect. (laughs) Peter, I'm surprised that you didn't remember that Julian Edelman used to be a quarterback in college. That's all the commentators ever like to talk about whenever the Patriots play in (laughs) prime time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, in fairness, I do watch a lot of games with the commentary muted because I, I get annoyed by it. But <laughs> every week I text the group being like, Booger is worse than I remember just last week. <laughs> it's like he, he frustrates me every single week to a level where I'm like, he's really this bad? Come on, man. Yeah. No, I'm more, more talking about Chris Collinsworth, though, because he's about, he usually says, now here's a guy that brings his lunch pail to work every single day. He's a real scrappy young white <laughs> wide receiver, converted quarterback. Yeah, that's Julian Edelman. But yeah, I mean, I, I think overall, I, I think I get what you guys are saying. I mean, you know, definitely from what I've seen this year, the defense is by far the strong point of, of the Patriots team. I think they're going to definitely give us fits. You can't discount Brady. You can't discount the offense because you know that they're going to come out with a couple wrinkles that we hadn't seen before. The other thing too, I mean, they have Sanu in their offense, so who knows what they're going to be able to do with him. We were just sitting here praising Wink for being able to put 
our defensive guys in the right positions, you know, to get Marcus Peters to come in with only three days and be able to contribute like he did against Seattle, New England and Belichick, uh, they're going to do the same thing, right? I mean, there's a reason why he's the best coach in, in the history of the NFL. So I fully expect to see some things there to, you know, give our defense fits. But, you know, as far as matchups are concerned, hopefully with the way our defense is trending, I think we'll be able to do some good there. I think it really does come down to how well Lamar is going to be able to respond to what the Patriots defense is going to throw at him. The real question is, are they going to lock down the run? Are they going to force him to pass? What sort of opportunities are we going to have to be able to, you know, whatever, run the ball or, or make some big plays? And and how well is Lamar going to be able to take those shots? That for me is is kind of like the X factor in my mind. I am really curious to see how Lamar does in this game. I feel like the Patriots, I feel like they've been game planning for this guy since June because it always seems to me whenever the Ravens and Patriots get together, Bill Belichick always has a, a couple extra plays a slightly more refined game plan than you would expect for a regular week. Back in 2014, that playoff game, it was that that play to, I forget who the receiver was, but he was lined up in a spot that Harbaugh was convinced he was an ineligible receiver. And then, of course, you know, and years later, we used that same play after we figured it out. He had that, that pass with Amendola to Edelman, um, and that was just on the offensive end. Defensively, I think back in 2016, this, the Patriots had the perfect game plan for stopping, you know, an average Ravens passing attack. But still, the Ravens struggled for three quarters until they got some turnovers to be able to, to get into the end zone and move the chains. I think if, if there's any coach who's going to slow down Lamar this year, and I have a lot of faith that, in Lamar that he can figure it out, but I think Belichick is going to throw Lamar everything he can handle a stat I heard today on the radio is apparently Belichick has is on a 22-game win streak against quarterbacks who have less than two full seasons of experience in the NFL. So I think he's going to try and dial up some things that's going to really force Lamar to make strong reads. We've talked sometimes that we've we've seen that there's been some plays that Lamar has left out open on the field. You know, maybe he'll he'll be watching that game film from the Chargers game in the playoffs. You know, Lamar's obviously a different player than then, but still the Chargers did the best job of anyone so far in limiting Lamar's rushing ability. So we'll see. I could be completely wrong. Maybe Belichick doesn't know how to <laughs> figure out Lamar, but I think he's got a plan and hopefully the bye week allowed Greg Roman and Lamar to to find out a way to be able to have several things coming in to be able to adapt to whatever's going to get thrown at him. Yeah, I think the, the other thing we should probably talk about before we get into the predictions are uh, some of the contributors that we're expecting to get back uh, after the bye, because I think they'll probably have a, a big role for us. Uh, coming into this game. So I think the big one that, you know, a lot of people are looking forward to uh, seeing him return is Hollywood Brown. Hollywood in prime time. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. 
we've talked about this before. I mean, but he, you know, not only is he one of Lamar's favorite targets, but I mean, he adds a, a special element to this offense. Really opens things up because he's such a good deep threat. But you know, like we said before, he's he's such a good route runner and he's got such good hands. So it would be really great to be able to get a weapon like that out back onto the field. The other thing too that probably should be overlooked is we're probably going to get a couple guys back on defense, which will help you know with our depth and rotating guys around. So it sounds like Peanut might be back out there, so we can you know maybe have a rotation going with him and, and LJ Fort. It sounds like we may be able to get Jimmy Smith back and Maurice Kennedy, so we'll have a little bit more corner depth. So yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of those guys there I think could be really great for us, if not starting out there, but also being rotational guys. Definitely agree with that. One other minor thing to note that I did see the injury report. I don't know if this is a new thing. This was the first I had heard of it, but apparently Earl Thomas did not practice today. It was listed as a knee injury. So that's definitely a thing to keep an eye on in the week is that'll have a big impact if he can't go. Hopefully it was just a vet day off, which is why he didn't practice today, but we'll see. Yeah, hopefully it's some psychological warfare. (laughs) That's true. Also on the injury report for the Patriots is Brady with a right shoulder, so I'm sure his shoulders hurt. (laughs) Yeah, I I posted when we got uh, Jihad Ward. I was like, two can play that game, Bill. (laughs) Because they signed Bethel, and then we immediately signed the guy they cut to get Bethel. (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah Harbaugh versus Belichick definitely an underrated uh, coaching matchup probably not rated as high because Ravens haven't won as many times you know Harbaugh's three and six against Belichick but aside from that one game in 2013 it's always close on that note who wants to start off with the our bold predictions for this game I could start I was just typing mine down. Haven't put it in the spreadsheet yet because I didn't want to spoil it. <laughs> like me. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even. My stuff has been in there since. Uh, my stuff's been in there since Sunday of last week. <laughs> <laughs> Man, getting started early. All right, so I think this is going to be a statement game for Ravens defense. I think we need one, and I think this is a good opportunity, especially. You know, considering we were just talking about, you know, how it definitely seems like the Patriots defense this year is is kind of the star of the team. Um, I think the Ravens are going to have uh, at least three sacks and two turnovers. I like it. Sounds like a winning formula. Peter? All right. So for my bold prediction, you know, I alluded to uh, just recently how I think Belichick is going to have a game plan and I think it's going to be effective on how to limit Lamar's rushing. I think that the Patriots are going to dare Lamar to throw the football and I think he's going to do just fine. I think he gets three passing touchdowns on Sunday night, at least. Oh, man. I think it's bold, but I think he can do it. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've seen him do it before. I, I'm so curious to hear your scoring predictions because, uh, this is sound like winning formulas on both sides. So I, I don't know. You you guys have been a little fuzzy about this in the past. So I have a second backup. But I said, Ravens protect the ball. The Patriots have no turnovers this game. And I look back. They've had an interception in all of them. Fumbles in almost every single one as well. 
So I think that's a pretty big prediction. They seem to be stripping the ball great and jumping coverages. So let me know if you guys think that's acceptable to talk about the other team and how the Ravens are protecting the ball. I think that's acceptable because that if the Patriots get zero turnovers, that means that the the Ravens protected the ball well, assuming that it's just not they're just dropping, you know, give me interceptions. So I think it, I think I think it, that totally works. It's a lot different than you just being like, OBJ is going to throw for three touchdowns to help my fantasy team. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, speaking of fantasy teams, (laughs) I, my backup was that Hollywood Brown in prime time would get two touchdowns. So you heard it here first guys. (laughs) (laughs) Even though I traded him away in the worst trade ever. Uh, sad. (laughs) Listener Chris is a, uh, Ravens fan who also has a soft spot for New England. I believe New England is his number one team. If he had to choose, I'm not. I don't want to speak for him. So I believe the game is going to be close, just like many of the previous Ravens Patriots games have been in recent years for a few reasons. The Patriots offense right now is fairly limited due to injuries on the offensive line, and with them rotating guys in and out of the lineup at wide receiver and tight end. Hence the recent trade for Mohamed Sanu due to injuries with Josh Gordon at wide receiver and two of their tight ends. They haven't really been able to put together many big plays on offense this year and score a ton of points. Meanwhile, the Ravens are getting healthy on defense, and the defense is playing better due to the acquisitions of Marcus Peters, and Josh Bynes, and LJ Fort in recent weeks, so I don't expect the Patriots to score a ton of points on offense. Secondly, the Patriots defense is playing at an all-time high right now, and because they play a ton of man coverage, I think it's going to be tough for the Ravens to beat them throwing the ball without any elite perimeter wide receiver like a Julio Jones or DeAndre Hopkins as the Patriots secondary does not have any weaknesses and they arguably have the best cornerback in the league in Stephon Gilmore. However, the X factor is going to be Lamar and his and the running game and Lamar running on the scrambles and running off script. Are the Patriots going to be able to contain him is the big question. And I believe Bill Belichick will have a game plan that will limit Lamar's running ability and he'll make the Ravens win it by throwing the ball more than they would like to. So because of all this, I believe the Patriots win a lower scoring game 26-16 to and remain undefeated. All right. So Chris and I already know what Alec is gonna th- thinks is going to happen in this game. So Alec, do you want to start off the score prediction since you're so eager here? Ravens win, baby! 27 to 24. It's going to be a close one, though. Chris, you go next. Oh, man, this is so difficult. Oh, man. I really want to win this game. <laughs> we already have three sacks and two interceptions or uh, two turnovers, man. We, I know. Lamar has three passing touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You had all we, the- we committed no turnovers. I mean, we're, <laughs> that's a win. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. All right, I, 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 I. You know what? I, I like the Ravens surprised me by going into Seattle and pulling out a win, a rather dominating win against a really good uh, Seattle team. You know what? Let's keep it rolling. Let's keep it rolling. I, I think I'll say Ravens win twenty seventeen. I kind of agree with nice. Peter. I think it might be a little bit more of a low scoring game. But it's going to be close, man. I think a field goal is going to win this game. It's going to be that close. The Ravens are 9-2 and two after the bye. So 10-2 and two sounds great to me. Peter, what's going on? So I will say 
Chris put it nicely that I'm a pragmatist with my with my picks. And what I have to say is there's one team here that has a clear positional advantage. I think offensively and defensively, these teams... So, I mean, the Patriots have the number one defense in the league right now. But the Ravens, you know, they got the number two offense. Somehow Dallas slipped by them as far as yards per game over the bye. So that's a strong matchup there. On the offense and defensive side, when the Patriots have the ball, you've got two units that have played better in years past but are starting to find things out. So I think when you look at that, when either team has the ball, you've got two very evenly matched teams. So what I have to was a deciding factor for me was looking at yes. the special teams <laughs> and how Let's go. the Ravens are have a seriously serious advantage here at kicker. The Patriots have not been able to find a replacement to Steven Guskowski since he went on IR. And since, like Chris said, and I completely agree, this game could come down to a field goal. I'm going to say Ravens 24 to 23. Patriots Give lose because the they wizard. can't kick a field goal. <laughs> Give it to the wizard. Oh, man. Yeah, you know what, guys? We didn't even talk about that. Have they even picked up a kicker? I know they released Mike Nugent, and I don't think that they had another plan. They picked up, I believe they picked up Nick Folk today. Today. Today was at least the first I heard Oof. of it. So, All right. Yeah, I mean, we keep saying over and over again, you cannot take the field goal position, the field goal kicker position for granted in today's NFL. There, For whatever reason, there's a lot of teams right now who are struggling with that position, and the Patriots have one of the best in the game in Guskowski. He's not playing tomorrow, and I think that's going to be the difference. Wow. Ravens get it done at home. Guys, I love this. This is a dream come true for me. I'm so excited. A very difficult matchup, and we're all saying, you know what? Ravens are going to win, and they're all going to win by a field goal. <laughs> or, uh, you know, Peters is even closer, but he's saying the field goal was the go-ahead with score. And that's Vegas, man. Vegas is saying three points because you're playing at home. We're playing at home. We're winning this game. Let's go. I like it. I hope we're in as good a mood as after this game as we are right now. <laughs> yeah. I- oh, man. We've, I mean, we, you know, we talked about it earlier. We've got, I think, the best shot we've had in a long time to be able to really challenge the Patriots this year. You know, the last couple of years, pretty much since 2014, and honestly, with all the corner injuries that we talked about years ago, I mean, we <laughs> we were, I think, amazed to be able to still be within that game, but ultimately, that lack of depth was our downfall. But, I mean, this year, we've got a pretty strong team at least on the offensive side of the ball. Defense is trending up. Got the tools to win, definitely. So, yeah, man, I I hope I hope so. I hope we can bring it out. The Patriots are a three-and-a-half-point favorite right now, just so you guys know. So, yeah, that's – I take that bet. I mean, I would certainly pick the Ravens over, like, the Jets <laughs> to beat New England. <laughs> oh, man. Well, this is exciting, guys. I really hope – we get the win that all three of us predicted, and oh man, we'll be <laughs> we'll be dancing in the streets. It'll be a good time. I plan on driving up to Baltimore and watching the game with some buddies. This is this is a game where you get the boys together. I feel like you know what I mean. Like this is one of those games, prime time. Everyone gets together, watches together, excited or cries, whatever <laughs> the outcome is. You do it together with family and friends, and. Uh, 
I'm I'm optimistic this is going to be a big one. You know, whenever the Ravens win the Super Bowl, I find when we drive home, people are like, you know, beeping their horns in excitement, you know, just beeping. I was like, I don't know if you guys have experienced this, but it's something I've experienced. And uh and I feel like if we win this game, I'll beep my horn on the way home. <laughs> I'll be going through summer oh, spring. Man. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Who's the maniac honking his horn at one o'clock in the morning? <laughs> no, don't worry. That's just Alec. <laughs> just going down 95, playing YYZ on my, oh, my horn. That's how somebody gets pulled over. <laughs> yeah. That's right, man. Is, uh, is your bail money uh, part of the podcast budget? <laughs> All right. Well, with that, Alec, I think we can close out this podcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Really appreciate it. Tell your friends. You guys can find us wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever. You know, And you can reach out to us on Twitter, uh, at Ravens Recap, or uh, email us, at feedback at ravensrecap.com. We'd love to get any sort of feedback or, or questions You know about anything. We can bring it up on the show. But with that... Here's hoping for another Ravens victory this Sunday night. We'll see you guys next week to recap that game. It really don't mean nothing, you know. I just want to win. You know, I'm going to war with my boys. Let's get it.